0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. AstroLine. 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 Carbock Brewing Company presents Sports Talk 790 AstroLine. AstroLine. The official off-season show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag AstroLine. That
1: ball is gone. 2019, the American League champion. Live
0: from Plucker's Wing Bar on Shepard. Sports Talk 790 AstroLine starts now. That is right, it is Astro
2: line, and you hear the fans in the bar. It's not just Sparky over here clapping, it's everybody else in this bar that joined Pluckers here. The Houston Astros official off-season hot stove radio show presented by Carbach Brewing live from Pluckers Wing Bar at 1400 Shepherd in downtown H-Town. We are live on Sports Talk 790 and throughout the great state of Texas on... The Astros Radio Network Plus streaming live on Facebook. You can get on Facebook and uh, maybe fire some answer or fire some answers. I'd be nice, but if you could fire some questions at us, we may give you the answer. And Maybe it could be like Jeopardy. They, they give the answers and we do the questions. That it's a game. That would be actually beautiful. <laughs> Mix it up a little bit. We've got a big night planned. But don't forget, fans listening everywhere are welcome to follow us and comment throughout the show on your favorite social media platform using the hashtag AstroLine, of course. And you heard the voice. And the man behind the microphone, obviously, I am Jeff Blum, who I am on AT&T
3: Sportsnet, but my good buddy Steve Sparks sitting to my left. Sparky, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm ready to get things going. I'm ready for the baseball season. I'm ready for spring training. Uh, Guys are starting to trickle into uh, West Palm Beach. And more than anything, I think everybody just wants to put this offseason <laughs> behind them, right? Absolutely. Just go out there and play baseball.
2: No, no, and that's the one thing that is going to get this behind us is actually going out there and playing the game. Yeah. You were a pitcher your entire career. Tell me what it was like showing up to spring training two or two weeks
3: or a week before everybody else. Because you know I would just be at home laughing, going, man, these guys are there so early. I know. You've you got to get there early. And for me personally, I needed that extra time to get in shape so I could back up third and not get winded <laughs> as, as much when I, whenever I was pitching and backing up bases so much. But, yeah, it is it is too long. Uh, but you got to go into spring training. I think guys are – I, I don't know if it's like this. Maybe I'm dating myself, but we were, especially in the minor leagues, we we had a couple of jobs in the off season oh, yeah. and showing up to spring training. A it's lot of that changed. A lot of that was getting into shape. But uh, nowadays, guys have their personal trainers and they know exactly what they're doing. Getting into spring training. And it is long, but it's never going to change, uh, number one, is because there's so many beautiful stadiums. And, you know, Fit Team Ballpark oh, yeah. of the Palm Beaches is, is, is a gorgeous facility. <laughs> and to be able to pay for these great venues, you've got to put some games and some product out there. And I certainly understand that.
2: Yeah, it's it's nice, too. I, I guarantee you, the guys, nothing against Kissimmee, but that uh, stadium was kind of getting a little bit old. But yeah. I guarantee you, these guys actually look forward to getting to West Palm Beach. Uh. A little bit different atmosphere right on the beach. you got the restaurants. But, again, the facility like you're talking about, uh, it's a good time to show up and get there early and establish your little routine or maybe find your spots inside the clubhouse.
3: Well, a lot of our fans that are here today, they'll be at spring training, and a lot of folks have already gotten to spring training, and we see a lot of them uh, on a daily basis out there. And the fan access to the players is perfect. Yep. But what a lot of people don't understand is when you go inside and see kind of the guts of the uh, facility there is one of the, the coolest state-of-the-art uh, workout facilities. And they've just got everything in place to, to help these guys maximize their talents. And, uh, you know, the game's just going to continue to progress in that aspect. And guys are going to learn how to work out and uh, what's most advantageous and all of those things. But uh, I just think that the Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches just touches every area for fans, for the players, uh, you go into the stadium and you watch games, uh, the share of the facility with the Washington Nationals, that's going to be cool playing. <laughs> <Should> <laughs> you know, be interesting. It's basically a World Series rematch. Out uh, of the shoe. Rematch, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think we play seven or eight times in spring training, so that's almost another World Series right there.
2: Yeah, it makes travel that much easier, but uh, it, it's going to be a good time getting down there. I know that the guys are actually looking forward to it. And we've had a chance to, uh, you know, tell the fans to make plans now to see your Houston Astros in action as the 2020 spring training schedule gets underway February 22nd at the 15 Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. For the best way to experience Florida, visit thepalmbeaches.com. I was going to ask you something really cool about uh, spring training until I got ambushed by that read, but uh, that's a good one. So get down there, see Sparky and the rest of the radio crew as they start calling games. But we actually had a chance this, uh, what was it, Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday we were down we at the, the yard. media
3: luncheon, yep. and that's the day that they day. introduced uh, the new general manager for the Astros, and that was, that was basically the news of the week, right? Yep,
2: and we had a chance to talk to – The owner, Jim Crane. We had a chance to talk to uh, Dusty Baker, the new manager. And, of course, we had a chance to talk to James Click. So we sat down with James James Click, who is the new Astros GM on Tuesday, immediately following his press conference at Minute Maid Park. Started the interview by asking James what was going through his mind as he was being introduced by owner Jim Crane as the Houston Astros' new general manager.
4: First and foremost, just gratitude. Uh, you know, I, I can't believe that uh, that this is this is happening. I'm excited about it. I uh, just can't thank Mr. Crane and everybody here at the Astros enough for the for the faith and the belief. Um, like I said during the press conference, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity and I'm, I'm not gonna let them down. James, you, you thanked a lot of people in the Tampa
3: Bay Rays organization in your press conference. And I I would imagine that was one of the things that was attractive about you uh, from the Astros' point of view was how analytically advanced the Rays organization was. Uh, How
4: do you feel like that experience will help you here? I think the culture at the Rays is, is equally as important, if not more so, than, than the analytics. Um, the, the, the Rays and the Astros, I think, have been two teams that have been at the forefront of trying to push the envelope in baseball and not doing things the way that they've always been done just because that that's the way that they have been done. But that said, we're, we're not going to just do things differently just to do things differently. If you're going to innovate like that and you're going to push the envelope, you have to have a culture where people trust each other and have their backs. And that's something that I'm really looking forward to, uh, to hearing in Houston. Yeah, and you talked about
2: being with the Tampa Bay Rays organization for 14, 15 years, and you're dealing with a lower payroll, a lower market. Now you're with the Houston Astros, and Jim Crane obviously has shown the propensity to go out and spend some money if necessary. Talk about how the experience working with the low payroll is going to help you moving
4: into the Astros,
2: where there might be a little more
4: flexibility for you. Yeah, I think it's it's a scalable problem, really. Uh, the Rays were always looking for every little advantage that they can find, and, and they're going to stick to their guns when it comes to their processes. And I would think that we'll do the same thing here at the Astros. I think that they've shown that they've done that over the past you know 10 years or so since Mr. Crane has bought the team. Um, and it's just a, a scalability issue. We're just going to uh, do it bigger and, and, and better and just put more behind it.
3: We're talking with GM of the Houston Astros, James Click. And James, one of the things I wanted to know from you is what's the first order of business? You come into a situation like this, you want to get to know people, their names first and foremost, but you get to know them. But on the field, what's your first order of business?
4: Really, it's, it's getting to know people uh, yeah. on the field, off the field. I don't think that we can do the right things on the field unless, unless Dusty and I uh, have developed that, that relationship that, that we're going to have and, and that I can develop a relationship with the coaching staff and the front office and the players. Uh, this is a, a big job, and, and I can't do it without uh, the, the trust of everybody here, and, and it's going to take some time to build that up. So that's really going to be priority number one.
2: Um, baseball for 14, 15 years, where did that passion come from? Why baseball?
4: It's a good question. Um, I loved playing it. I was not blessed to be very good at it. So I knew that I wanted to get into it some other way. Um, I, I was fortunate enough that um, about the time that I was ready to start contributing, that the game started looking to people with the uh, skill set that I had to uh, to contribute. but. Look, when I graduated college, uh, I sent thirty letters to thirty teams asking mm. about internships, and and I didn't get thirty responses back. But the ones <laughs> I got back were were either you know thanks but no thanks, or uh, you know you, you sent this to the Padres, but you you know addressed it to the Royals. <laughs> Are you sure you want to intern for us? Um, so uh, you know, I, I it took a while for me to get in the game, but. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's baseball. It's yeah. it's you know. I, what what can you say about it? It it's gets anxiety. It gets in your blood, and and um, you know the competitive nature of it. I'm just I'm a competitive person. I'm a I'm a bad loser, um, and you know I, I just this is a great great forum to to try to win and, and to go out there and compete every day, and that that aspect of it is just is just awesome for me.
3: James, one of the things that the Rays are known for in the last few
4: years is the opener. Uh, do you anticipate the Astros might delve into that? Um, I, I don't think that, you know, Justin Verlander is going <laughs> to be that, that open to the, to the idea, but I'm yeah. happy to talk to him about it. Um, but uh, the, the opener was, was a, uh, wasn't was a goal, right? The opener was a reaction to the fact that at that point the race had one or, or sometimes zero starting pitchers on their roster because of of injuries and and everything else. And um, we had to get creative to try to figure out how to get 27 outs in in a baseball Mm -hmm. game. And and, uh, we learned a lot along the way. We made some mistakes, but, um, you know, figured it out. You know, if it's something that that Dusty and I think can can help the Astros win more games, absolutely, we're going to do it. Um, But it's really about finding the the best, most efficient, most effective way to get those 27 outs. And, uh, you know, when you're able to throw a a Verlander or a Grinke and the rest of that, rotation out there um, sometimes the the best way to do it is just to get out of the way and let them do their jobs
2: yeah we talked about some of the issues that have come out in the report for the commissioner and it actually affects the job that you're going to be doing moving forward especially in the draft that's coming up how do you plan on compensating for some of the issues that might be created in
4: losing a couple of those draft picks We're just going to have to be absolutely rock solid in our process. Um, And there is a tremendous amount of talent that has come out of the baseball draft in rounds three through 40. Uh, You look around the league, there's first and second round picks. There's also third round picks. There's fifth round picks. There's 31st round picks. We're just going to have to make sure that we get our information in the the right place. We get our process in the right place and we stick to our guns. Um, it, It will be difficult to to continue to add talent without those picks but I have every faith in the scouts and the staff here that you know if we do this right that we'll be able to do it
3: and lastly James Austin Pruitt who is with the Rays is now
4: Houston Astro you know him pretty well Uh, tell us about him I mean what can you say about Pru Uh, I just a just a professional just a true pro like one of those guys who goes out there does his job doesn't doesn't complain never asks about himself is just is there for the team. He's willing to start. He's willing to relieve. He's you know. For all I know, he's willing to hit. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I'm going to be leaning on, on Prue Pru a lot to to introduce me uh, around the clubhouse sure. because you know he's got at least a couple more weeks with the organization than, than I have. Um, but uh, it's it's funny the way this, this game can can split you apart from some people and then all of a sudden bring you back together. There you go.
2: Congratulations on the opportunity. It's great to announce you as the Astros' new general manager. James Click coming over from the Tampa Bay Rays. Great talking with you. I know Sparky enjoys having you around, but we look forward to some
4: good times ahead. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Looking forward to it.
2: That was James Click, the new Astros general manager, getting his feet wet here in the city of Houston. He has talked a little bit about bringing the family down, so he's kind of excited about that. But first impressions. From you, Sparky.
3: That is very smart. Well, he went to Yale, so I eh, mean, that's a
2: little—it's a label, a little
3: different from Sam Houston. <laughs> so that that Mildly. impressed me a little bit, yeah. So well, it's the cow of the East Coast, exactly. I uh, I came away very impressed. You know, he's start starting to talk about, you know, what the the Astros. One of their penalties was they're going to lose their first two picks in next yeah. next two drafts. So where do you go? Where, where do you go to find the talent in the Tampa Bay Rays with nine of the best prospects in the top 100 according to Baseball America. They're obviously doing something right. So he's going to bring over some type of philosophy to make up for what the Astros are going to lose. And it sounds like it it may be in the international market, and I think that's perfect.
2: Well, I think that's great, too. That's a great idea to go out there and try and find talent, because we know the Astros have done very good in Cuba, and we know that they're going to put a lot more emphasis out there, but it's already something that's established within the Astros organization is that international scouting. So hopefully that's something he can tap into and make adjustments to. I just think it's fascinating that you're starting to see guys like Andrew Friedman out on the West Coast with the Dodgers having that small market mentality from Tampa moving into some big markets like LA, Houston starting to use that money a little bit but still having the same philosophy and that was one of the things that kind of impressed me about James Click and talking to him is that he's really not going to change that philosophy all that much. He's still got to be pretty accurate on how he projects these prospects and who he wants on the ball club.
3: The way I kind of thought about things with the Tampa Bay Rays, now Chaim Bloom is with the Boston Red Sox so a lot of people have been picked from the Tampa Bay (laughs) Rays because they've done things so well but the thing that's so impressive about the small little niche that they had in the front office with the Rays was a lot of those people had to do three or four jobs mm-hmm. because of their payroll and, you know, the, their budget. So play, guys like James Click, he comes in, and he's been in two or three different roles. And and I think uh, Mr. Crane has said that on, on numerous occasions, is that, hey, he's done a lot of different things, and, and he checked off so many boxes that, hey, we couldn't turn our backs on him. He just kept coming back and into the forefront because he's handled so many jobs, and uh, the Astros, you know, because of so many trades in the last few years, uh, for a lot of these players like a Verlander and Grinke, uh, they've they've gotten. Uh, they've lost a lot of their prospects. So right now, it's it's just a process of trying to get some of those back.
2: Yeah, and I thought it was a lot of fun to talk to him. I don't want to give too much away because we did play some of the audio, but we also had a chance to corner him after the interview. And in talking to him, you asked him about uh, some of the pitching, the opener, I thought was really interesting. And then he talked about, you know, kind of mixing and matching some of these pitchers. And he said, you know, there's one-inning guys, there's three-inning guys, there's six-inning guys. Mm. And I kind of asked, I go, is there a potential or how do you figure out if a one-inning guy could possibly be that three inning guy and he immediately said and this is what I, I kind of liked because we understand analytics are important but there's also people on the field that need to put their eyes on these guys and maybe you know figure out the character or you know the, the mental makeup of these guys that maybe be able to stretch them out and he immediately said I'm going to go down and ask the pitching coach what he thinks does he does he have any candidates that he think might be able to be stretched out a little bit so I like the idea of mixing the analytics and mm-hmm. some of the coaching
3: staff especially when you got a guy like Brent Strom me too so, so if you want to label somebody as a one-inning pitcher, and he said this, right? Yep. He said, is this a guy who said, wants to shake hands and say, yeah, I did my job, or is this a guy that looks like he's get chomping at more. the bit to, to, to get back out there, wants to pitch more, and he's not panting like he's tired? Uh, so you've got to start to recognize those guys. Good stuff. It's great to uh, have the conversations
2: and introduce James Click to the uh, community out here. And we want you to catch every weekend game or game against every opponent the Astros face this season with a 28-game plan. Pick the plan and seats that work best for you. For details and to select your plan today, visit astros.com slash season tickets. And coming up next, we'll have some playback of our exclusive interview with the new skipper of the Houston Astros, Dusty Baker. You're listening to Astro Line from Plucker's Wing Bar, downtown Houston, presented by Carbach Brewing, crafted for
5: serious fun. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbock Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbock Brewing. Carbock Brewing. Crafted for serious fun. The sun is
6: shining, the palms are swaying, and Astros Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beaches all in one place. Visit astros.com spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561-500-4487. Welcome back to Astro Line,
2: presented by Carbock Brewing. This is Jeff Blum alongside Steve Sparks, radio engineer Matt Bolts, chilling out next to us, and we are broadcasting live from Pluckers on Shepherd in Houston. I think so. There's somebody here. We are just 19 days away from our first show in West Palm Beach as Astro Line relocates to Duffy Sports Grill on Clematis. That's Clematis down in West Palm Beach, February 25th. Remember, fans, Duffy's is the official home away from home for the Astros faithful, and we will broadcast every spring training game beginning with the opener on February 22nd live from the Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. I think after that, I need to ask Steve Sparks, how do you do it? how do I do? What every single spring training you know what? game? You just
3: get into a routine. You know what? We talk about just this go all the dark time. And this just start is not stuff. work. This is fake work. <laughs> this is not work. You know, My we're kids watching have baseball. Out, by the they way. have. Yeah. It's about time. My kids are a little smarter than yours. They figured this Easy. out a long time ago. That uh, daddy does not work. Daddy has fun. Uh, we enjoy this, man. This is fun. Uh, this team is fun to watch, and they're good. And that makes it even better. So going into spring training,
2: what what are, your, what are you looking most forward to? I know that we already kind of said playing the game is going to try and get rid of some of the stain of the offseason. But all that stuff aside, playing the games,
3: what are you looking most forward to? Yordan uh, playing left field. That's one of them. My Don? Uh, huh? My Don? <laughs> Not, no, Yordan. Yeah, it's Yordan. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to see. You know what? A lot of people didn't realize he had a balky knee last year. I know, and that that's right. He actually, once he gets a full head of steam, he can run well. Mm-hmm. I just want to see what his first step looks like out in left field. But during spring training last year. I thought he was totally adequate as a, as a left fielder. I didn't think he was going to hurt you at all. So I'm anxious to see him, see if he can get some reps in the outfield and not clog up the DH spot all year. Yeah. You know, even if he does, that's fine. Yeah, but you got to rotate that a little bit. like keep to some rotate guys fresh. That, yeah. especially Brantley. And Springer loves to have some days
2: off. Uh, you know what's great about asking you that question is that you actually said a position player. I was a fully anticipating, so I'll say it out loud. Lance McCullers. I want to know what Lance McCullers Junior. is doing. I want to well, see how, how, how the I'll ball comes this, out of his I, hand.
3: Told, I told Lance this last year when he he posted a couple of sessions when he was playing long toss, and I even watched. I went out there toward right field to watch him throw on a couple of occasions last year, and just to see his smooth, clean mechanics. Right now, I'm really excited for Lance McCullers. I think he's going to be unbelievable this year i don't want to put more pressure on him that that he already puts on himself but yeah. uh he's going to be excited about he this he is going to be awesome the way he's going to be able to clean up his mechanics he's going to have less soreness uh he's going to hide the ball better yep. all those things uh is really nice and we've kept talking about justin verlander zach Greinke, sure. verlander Greinke.
2: but you kind of forget that mccullers is going to be that right. nice off-season pickup having hey, him healthy how about rickety Let's talk ah, about Jose Arquiti. Yes.
3: We could spend all day How talking about How about that bulldog Urquidy. mentality going out there in the World Series? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the electric stuff. He had to go out there and pitch and he did it. He goes right at him. Yeah. You know, and I think he instills a lot of confidence. You, you watched Correa and Altuve and Bregman and those guys throwing the ball around the horn when Arquiti was shoving it on the Nationals in the World Good Series. Pace. He was not afraid. Yep. And that's what you got to love about it. And I think, to be honest, I, you know, there's going to be certain, certainly a lot of candidates in the fifth spot, but I think the Astros – when all is said and done, they'd love to see Josh James capture that spot in the fifth spot.
2: I completely agree, and it's going to be interesting talking to Dusty Baker throughout the season and what he does with the lineup, because you spoke about Jordan Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Dusty's going to have to manage with the DH in his lineup for maybe right. the first
3: time in his career. I got a question He's for you. He's done some interleague. But but, I got a uh, question for you. Do we have, What do you got? Real quick, uh, so A.J. was really always adamant about George Springer batting leadoff, right? Oh yeah, I'm yeah, going to be I've actually gotten to see this question if, a couple if, times. If Dusty's yeah. going to fall in the same in the same uh, vein. Who, you're going to have to convince George to hit further down the
2: lineup. I think George likes hitting in that I number one too. spot. So I maybe do. George wants to go he's hey, fantastic
3: Dusty's. at it. Yeah. I just want to see if Dusty has a different take.
2: We're going to find out a little bit more about Dusty as I kind of brought up the fact that I watched him as a Dodger growing up. And I know a lot of Houston fans Mm. who have been around for a while watching the late 70s, early 80s when the Astros were out in the National League West. So you probably saw Dusty Baker a lot. But we brought uh, up some Dodger memories real quick. Mm -hmm. This is kind of exciting for me because Dusty Baker has been announced as the manager of the Astros moving forward here in 2020. And I was a kid growing up in L.A. Mm. watching the late 70s, early 80s, Los Angeles Dodgers, and in your bell-bottoms, in my in my bell-bottoms no. and my hush puppies. <laughs> I had bell-bottoms, too, yeah. and platforms. You made yeah. them look a lot better than I did, but yeah. it's great to have you Thank on, you. Dusty. What a pleasure to have you here in Houston. How's it going?
7: Well, it's going great. Uh, you know, I've been coming to Houston forever and ever. You know, I, I know a lot of people here. Uh, you know, uh, I have a lot of relatives here. I have got children here. I have, uh, uh, I mean, you name it, I know a bunch of people here, a bunch of players mm-hmm. that played for me you know, live here. So, sure. uh, you know, even a co-host guy, Steve Perry, he goes, man, you're finally on, on our side. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, I'll make sure that, uh, cause I used to send him out all the time on getaway day yep. to go to Papa get me some, some, some stuff to eat oh, on the yeah. plane. Yeah, and Can't so, beat it. Oh yeah. So he reminded me of that today. And, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a pleasure and honor to be here.
3: Dusty, usually when you when you take over a new team as a manager, it's usually the team kind of stinks. So but for but this, sure. this this is, this is Ask a good. Me, team. I've done that three or four times. I know you have. <laughs> and turned them into winners too. Yeah. but how different is this?
7: Well, we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, they got some quality players. I, I mean, some real pros, guys that know how to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you still, you know, still got to guide them and still got direct them sometime. But I mean, the main thing is, is that they know how to play. And uh, um, you know, maybe. There's a few things that you know I'm trying to uh make them better uh you know and sure. get them over the hump because we can all do some things better and uh but you know I'm excited. I mean when you got some players like these guys uh that that you know that are on this team right. and also some guys that have done uh start out when this team is losing 100. And see I think a lot of people lose track of that i mean all they remember the last you know three or four years That's but, a good point i mean these guys went through some tough tough times and i know that they ever i mean they don't ever want to you know return to those times because see once you start going to the world series and once you start winning games i mean it becomes contagious and you expect it and uh you know these guys i could tell the way they play that they expect to win and the organization expects to win and i, I hear jim crane talking and i hear you guys talking. I hear everybody in the world talking. So, hey, man, we're going to give them what they expect. That is winning.
2: So, obviously, you've been paying attention to the Houston Astros. They've been in the limelight, winning three straight seasons of 100-plus games. This clubhouse is unique just from a player standpoint. I know from Sparky and I watching this team and being involved with them, they're a great group of guys. Is Mm -hmm. there anybody in particular that you are looking forward to getting to and being able to hang around? Or who was the first guy you sought out when you got into this clubhouse or when you get to this clubhouse? Well,
7: the first guy that called me was Bregman. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, and he says, That's hey. kind of cool. Yeah,
7: and he says, Hey, welcome. You know, I got a call from New Mexico. <laughs> New, New Area code 505. I said, I don't know anybody in New Mexico. And, you know, and he said, Hey, welcome. Uh, and then we had a, g- a great conversation. Then I came in down here. Next guy I saw was, was uh, Altuve. And then I saw uh, Diaz and Altuve. They just mm-hmm. got through hitting. And so, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, to meeting all of them. Uh, I've seen them you know, from afar, and I've seen a few guys just to say hello, but, to, but but to be on an everyday basis with these guys, be on the bus, be on the plane, be in the clubhouse, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it, to see who, you know, the team leaders are, If you know, probably three or four guys, to see who the team clown is, that, yeah. you know, that cracks everybody <laughs> yep. up. You yeah. know, you gotta have those guys. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's like a village. I mean, everybody, you know, has a kind of a role. These guys have a great uh time in the dugout too i mean you can see that right oh yeah. i can see that i yep. mean some of these dances and some of these things i mean yeah. you know we didn't dance in our day no, no. <laughs> no they're, they're dancing it different approach for pitching back in the day yeah, too yes, i'll <laughs> say so
2: yeah but
7: but but it looks like fun and uh you know this game is supposed to be fun but at the same time uh hey man we got to be serious you know come game time and, and when you get to this level when everybody gets to a certain pay scale you're actually, you know, playing as an amateur. You know, you reverted all the way back, and you're just playing for fun. You're not really playing for a contract. You're not really playing for, you know, you know, for money. You're playing as if you're playing the other side of town, and uh, you know that's when baseball was the most fun. And Jeff, you know this. We were kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, one neighborhood plays another neighborhood. Well, this is oh, what it's like. oh, this is what it's like. And just let's just play ball, you know, because nothing thrills me better than than to see a good ball game and uh, a hard-fought ball game, yep. especially with me
3: winning. Everybody that we've ever talked to or read about has always loved playing for you. So you're, you're a player's manager, whether you like it or not, but yeah. well, how did that style evolve? I don't know. Just being yourself? Yeah, but I mean, but
7: I like to think, you know, I got it from my dad. My dad was my little league coach. Okay. And my dad was Bobby Bonds' little league coach before how about that? me wow. in Riverside. Okay. And uh, actually, my dad cut me three times from his from his own team. Wait, said, what? Yeah, he said I had a bad attitude. Really? And, and he said, if <laughs> he you said could, it
2: starts at the top.
7: Yeah. <laughs> and so he said if you could take that bad attitude and 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 oh, wow. and send it in a positive direction, you could be some one day. And that I've had some tremendous coaches. Uh, a lot of amateur coaches on the way up mm-hmm. you know my American Legion coach was Spider, Spider Jorgensen and Spider played with Jackie Robinson How about that, on, you know man. on the Dodgers and then my high school coach and then I had some outstanding coaches with the you know with the Braves you know Clint Courtney, Lou Fitzgerald and then you know Eddie Robson was our GM mm-hmm. you know he played and then uh, you know uh, uh, well our first GM was was Paul Richards yeah and uh, you know he liked me you know, like my skill level a lot. And so all the way up, uh, you know, I got to the Dodgers. I had Jim Gilliam. I had Preston Gomez. I mean, I had some guys. But you took a lot from, from, or a little bit from a lot of people. Yeah, yes, I did. And also, and, and, you know, like I played with the great Hank Aaron, Mm -hmm. you know, and Rico Cardi and Cepeda, and these guys would not only uh, uh, tell you what to do and how to do it, but they would go out and show you how to do it, you know, which is even Mm -hmm. more important because most of us, are great at copying. I mean, we can emulate somebody's batting stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, walking style. We can do right. I mean, as a kid, you I mean, still I, can't. Yeah, I still I, try to. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had Elgin Baylor's. Uh, oh, there you, you know, go. Oh yeah. And my dad goes, "Boy, what's wrong with your head?" And I said, "Nothing, Dad." Because <laughs> he's yowling at the top of the key. I mean, you, and and so these guys are really, really, uh, uh, you know, good at emulation. And so and so, therefore, that's where I learned a lot of my stuff. Uh, some of it, I tell you, I really learned teamwork, uh, in the Marines. I was in the Marines from 69 to 75. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's where you, that's where I really learned teamwork because there's a guy that probably would never invite you over to dinner to his house, but he's in charge of, of saving your life and you in charge of Had saving each his other's back. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, like I said, plus I was the oldest of five in the family and my, and my title of being the oldest was always responsible for some there's a hole in the wall is my fault because yeah. i let it happen <laughs> and i'm like dad i didn't do it you know what i mean and so all these things
2: you know come into play with uh, making you the way you know that you are you have managed some some pretty good teams and i know a lot of people want to draw from experience that you've had in the past as, as a manager and i think one of the more unique experiences i think a lot of us have witnessed was back on that San Francisco Giants team dealing with you know attitudes inside the clubhouse and creating a culture where guys are coming together and win you had the Barry Bonds Jeff Kent situation i believe it was uh, early 2000s 2000, maybe 2002 but how much do you draw from experiences in your managerial career cuz you you know it's kind of unique that you had couple of attitudes in Kenton Bonds, and then you go to the Chicago Cubs, and you've got Mark Pryor, and you've got Kerry Wood. So you've got two aces on your and, team and, and right Sammy now. And Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa, that's another great one. So right. how do you draw from a lot of those experiences to look forward to what you're doing here in Houston? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you draw upon all your experiences, and you draw upon the experiences,
7: you know, from yourself. Or or when I was in L.A., you mm-hmm. know, we didn't we played together. We didn't all get along all, all <laughs> it's the impossible. time. Yeah, it's impossible. But – uh like like i explained to people hey man me and my brother might fight you know but you better not touch him because we're both gonna kick you yeah and, and so i mean sometimes brothers fight if you got any brothers you know oh yeah you know what it's like but does that mean you don't love your brother oh heck yeah you love him mm-hmm. but you don't love him at that moment when you guys are, are fighting and you hope it doesn't get to that point but uh uh you know at the same time uh I tell the players, "Hey man, I don't care how much money you're making because I made a lot of money playing ball. I don't care uh, or, you know how famous you are because I was you know semi-famous uh, and I've been through what you uh, are, are you know have been through. you know I, I've been through a divorce, I've been through all kind of stuff where where you can relate to whatever problems a person may have and uh, and what people fail to realize is that these guys have the same problems that everybody else in society right. has. These yeah. guys are microcosm. Of society, I mean, uh, your dog gets sick or, or something happens, your mom doesn't feel well, or you and your wife have arguments well death, it's
3: death it's, in the family,
7: death in the family, yeah. and, and, and it's all the same yeah but 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 I admire these guys because they you know they have the ability to come out and, and put all those problems aside, and you really can't tell. and I remember one time I was talking to Pete Rose, I was on first base, and this was right in the middle of his 44 game hit streak. And uh, you know, you know, Pete had gotten divorced. was in the process. Uh, his dad died, and uh, you know, he had a you know a couple other problems. I asked Pete. I said, Pete, how are you doing this? You know, because I'd have been down and out in the bathroom someplace. And mm-hmm. Pete says that he uses the ballpark as a sanctuary away from his problems. How about that. And I was like, man, that's pretty heavy right there. And and I says, well. And he says, Dusty, whatever problems that you have when you get to the ballpark, they're, they're, those same ball problems are going to be there when you leave the ballpark. So why bring them to the ballpark with you during the game? Hmm. And, uh, and and I could never get the quite as strong as P was in that in that <laughs> regard. But at least he gave me kind of a roadmap on how to, you know, deal with things off the field.
2: Yeah, an extreme amount of focus to be able to separate those two things. And, unfortunately, we're focused on time. We, could, I know that Sparky and I could sit here and talk to you for hours. Yeah. And, luckily, you're the Houston Astros manager now. We will get the opportunity to bug you continually throughout the course of the season. But appreciate having you yeah. on, Master you. Line. Great seeing you again. When are you and, gonna bring the blonde hair back? <laughs> hey, you. When you win that 100th game okay. in 2020, I'll oh, go out okay, there. Okay, you heard it. There. Because right. see,
7: when I came in, I didn't know. I, I recognized the face, but I was like, "Oh uh, no, I, I haven't seen that dark <laughs> hair in a while." You know, I'm all grown up
2: now.
5: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. There it is. All right, Blubber, you, you got to wear You got to hair if they win 100. You're, you're going to find out how many people are actually really cheering for Dusty in that 100th <laughs> win, right? I mean, yeah. if they're sitting on 99, I, that might be the quietest broadcast I ever have. <laughs> well, just quit putting all the
3: hair dye in. I know. I got you know, to yeah. Lose Instead the, of washing the gray right out, I'm going to have to uh, just wash it, keep, it right back yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> just let it keep coming out. You know what, what struck me more than anything else? And I. I've had a few conversations with Dusty Baker around batting cages throughout the years, but just sitting down with him, how relaxed and confident and cool he is. Yep. That's, that's just what jumps out right now. And, and you know he's just going to be himself, and the players are going to understand that right away. Yeah, and you also understand that he has had a long
2: career on the field, off the field. He's won with teams that shouldn't have won. So I think a lot of the experience and you know, good or bad that he has been through. I really love the fact that he talked about a little bit, you know, he's going to have to be a little bit of that. He's going to have to be the crazy uncle sometimes, but he's also going to have to be that father figure every once in a while because these guys on this ball club, they're going to find themselves in situations on road trips and maybe even at home sometimes where they don't know what to expect or how to handle a certain situation when there's so much maybe vitriol coming their way on a road trip, yeah. and he's going to have to be there to be a real support system for them when they're in some unique situations. You
3: know what? They, they've got some crazy dudes on the team anyway. They, they've, got some, <laughs> yeah. they've got some unique characters, uh, but they got some guys that are really talented and really strong-minded, and, and I think that Dusty Baker is the perfect man for the job right now, uh, and maybe even long-term. I, I, I don't want to put any limits on it. 70 years old, and when he's sitting across from us oh, during man. that interview – he looked, feel 50, like he looked 50 to me, and he well, talked like he was
2: 50. And he understands the excitement, too. I mean, there's, you know, obviously, any managerial job you take, there's a calculated risk in it, and there is some here. Yeah. But at the same time, he even admit as much. He is looking forward to getting
3: that clubhouse yeah. and managing this team. It might be the best team he's ever had his hands on. I'm sure it will be. You know, I don't, I don't, you, know you don't want to put a, a ton of stock in some of these things, but I saw just yesterday, I think, that somebody tweeted out, you know, with projected war mm-hmm. for uh, – Major League Baseball team's offense, the Astros are still number one. The yeah. projected war for overall team, you know, when, you, when you take in consideration of, of pitching and in offense, the Houston Astros are still number one That's in amazing, projected war. So, you know, I, I don't know where it's going to translate into wins. I think the American League West has certainly got much better. Yep. And it's going to be harder to garner as many wins as they have in the, in the fa- past few years. But it's not hard to fathom that the Astros, even without Garrett Cole, Uh, are still going to be a team to to reckon with.
2: Yeah, we'll talk a little bit later about the American League West, too, because I think they're going to still be highly competitive, but there have been some adjustments within the division for the Astros that will make it highly competitive. But up next, from Plucker's Wing Bar on Shepard, Steve Sparks and I talked to the owner of the Houston Astros who's making all these decisions, Jim Crane. We'll have more Hot Stove right after this.
5: Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Crafted for serious fun.
6: The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astros Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561-500-4487.
2: Welcome back to Astro Line. An exciting day here for the Houston Astros. Sitting here with Steve Sparks, talking some Astros radio, and we have Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros. Big day for you, Jim. Tell me about a little bit about the emotions that are going through you right now.
1: Well, listen, it's been a, a tough couple months for the team, and um, you know we feel good right now. I mean, we've got a great manager, we have got a great GM in position, and um, you know we're moving forward, and uh, you know we expect some good results.
3: Jim, a lot of times when when there's changes in an organization, it's because the team's not very good. So you feel like you need to go in a a different direction as far as personalities and things like that. What was your criteria first in in hiring Dusty Baker and secondly when you hired the new GM, uh, James Click?
1: Well, both of them lined up nicely. I mean, experience was one thing. Um, you know, Dusty has a ton of experience. He's been in a lot of difficult situations. So he's he's used to being in those spots with a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, this team's really good, and he could be, get to the World Series, and he's been in those spots. So, you know, uh, experience matters in anything you're doing, in business, uh, in baseball, and you know, nobody better to have an experienced guy under pressure when we get to those tough games and Dusty. And then, you know, James' resume was unbelievable. I mean, he's been in every, almost every position in baseball ops. He, you know, has a lot of knowledge in that area. He comes from a very progressive team. Um, and it really just fit into our model, and, and, you know, we love his resume, and, you know, um, he shows well. He can walk and chew gum. He was doing did really well today, so we're proud of him.
2: Yeah, it's just a matter now if he can remember names when he moves into the organization, but we'll (laughs) keep testing him on that. Uh, I'm Jeff Blum sitting with Steve Sparks here on Astro Line, and we obviously have the owner, Jim Crane, sitting with us uh, talking a little bit about it, but what a unique situation for you to be in to be able to Sit down and be able to be in on the interview process. I know that you are normally as as a as uh, the owner of the team, but this was a little bit different situation for you, moving in having a GM and a manager. Was there any particular reason why you went after Dusty first and then put the GM in place afterwards? Well,
1: it, it, we were doing it almost simultaneously, but we were really focused on the manager because we knew we needed to have a manager in place um, for for ease of operation before the spring training started. So. Um, That kind of caught the first priority, and we then started, you know, simultaneously start interviewing some GMs. But that was the only reason. Normally you wouldn't do that, and, um, you know, I think they'll be, you know, these guys will work well together. James will get up to speed, but Dusty's got his team, and he's going to hit the ground running. So I'm very pleased with what we ended up with. I think we're, you know, I always said in in, uh, other things I've done, always hire somebody as good or better than you, and we, we were able to do that here, and I think we'll be fine moving forward
3: going forward how much will you be involved with the new general manager and the new manager uh with what went on in the past do you feel like a need to to be more involved on the day-to-day basis well listen i'm pretty
1: active anyway you guys see me around the ballpark a lot you know i know what's going on i let the guys do their jobs i mean as soon as I get comfortable, everybody's comfortable with what they're doing and who's involved, and, you know, I'll slowly uh, back up. But I told both of them, I'm here to help you. You need anything, I'm right here. We, we have a bunch of good people here. We have 400 people here. They all work hard. We've had great success. I think this is a great place to work. We want, want people to love to work here, and I think if you look at the core group, um, you know, this business will continue to change, and you'll have to continue to make adjustments to be successful.
2: Yeah, I think it was kind of interesting on the outside looking in, for maybe for most fans, seeing that Dusty Baker is signed and everybody associates him with being that grizzled veteran, the old-school kind of mentality of baseball. It was kind of interesting to hear him talk about analytics. He just had different words for it, and they yeah. just put labels to it now currently. And now we have the announcement of James Click being that analytic-type mind coming from Tampa Bay, and I thought it was interesting. You being an old-school baseball guy, you still had a little bit of emphasis on the analytic aspect of hiring a GM, right? Well, I think, you know, what was what was good
1: about James is he understood everything we were doing and, you know, maybe can take it a step further or had some, you know, uh, good input on how to improve some of the things we were doing or add some things. And so you always want to try to move forward with, with somebody that's got a different set of eyes, but he also recognized all the talent we had. And so, you know, I'm not concerned one bit that we'll continue to run smoothly. You know, the team was more than happy to have them come in there and you know they realized where we were at and so everybody wants to help and everybody wants to win and uh you know james will lead that group and and i'm, I'm confident he'll do a great job and i think he'll blend well with with dusty you know dusty's uh, got his way of doing things and He's a little old school, but I can tell you he's as smart as I've ever seen anybody that I've interviewed, and he's very engaging. Yeah. And, you know, he said, Jim, you you give me the good data. He said, I'm going to use it all. So he'll put it to work, and he'll do it his way, maybe different, um, and he'll get good results, and he's he'll be great with the players too.
3: Jim, I, I think if I were a player right now on this team, there would be a couple of things. Number one, I would probably dread going on the road in. in not knowing what what's going to happen, but number two, I would be very anxious to get some of this past me so I can just move forward and, and do what I love doing and do what I'm best at. How are you guys going to help the players
1: well we've we've got some some work to do we'll, we'll be down there early next week. They come in two waves, so we'll yeah. probably address uh, the players will address the media in some form or fashion uh, you know uh, next week and then when all the players get in we'll probably do it again and you know they're going to have to speak from their heart so we'll get them out in front and they'll deliver the message how they see fit and I've taken that up and said listen we're sorry it happened it won't happen again you know our fans matter and you know we want to get this behind it I think once we do that we're moving forward what happens on the road we'll deal with that and you know play baseball and win ball games.
2: Yeah, it definitely will be nice to get out there and start playing some baseball and take some of the uh, narrative off the Internet and put it on the field and let these guys go out and play a little bit. Uh, Give us an idea of what fans can expect here at Minute Maid Park. Is there any excitement around the ballpark itself, and uh, what are you looking forward to here at Minute Maid Park in 2020?
1: Well, the the season tickets have held steady. We really appreciate the support, you know. And so basically um, we've done some big improvements on the ballpark. We've got a big – a new uh, community area in right field, upper right field. It's going to be fun for the fans, and then we've uh, renovated all the new, the suites. They're going to be brand new, and we've built in a, a club um, in the suite level uh, in uh, left field that's going to really be fun for our people to hang out. It's going to be a good spot uh, for, for everybody to watch the ball game and uh, mingle, and so uh, I think they'll really like what they see when they come, come in here at the end of March.
2: There you have it, Astros owner Jim Crane talking about some of the moves and some of the excitement about the 2020 season coming up. And. Three mini plans are on sale for a limited time. Now through Tuesday, get first access to opening day tickets to all the award giveaway games or even turn back the clock with us on Flashback Fridays. For more information, visit astros.com slash mini plans and we'll be back one final segment. This Astro line presented by Carbach Brewing on the Astros radio network.
5: Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbock Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hoppadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbock Brewing. Carbock Brewing crafted for serious fun
6: the sun is shining the palms are swaying and Astros spring training is back in west palm beach this spring come experience baseball and the palm Beaches all in one place visit astros.com spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket suite or party deck deposits today that's 561-500-4487 Astro line is back right here at
2: Pluckers downtown. We've got the faithful in the house. And it has been an interesting show for Sparky and I, listening to the manager, Dusty Baker, the GM of the Astros now, James Click, and also the owner, Jim Crane. And we got a lot of good stories out of them and a lot of information, but uh, Sparky... We hinted at the fact we might talk a little bit about the American League West. Who is going to be the main competition for the Astros out west this season?
3: Well, it's the Oakland A's, right? Yep. They won 97 games each of the last two years, and they're really good. And they, they've they got a, a full season now of Sean Manaya, A.J. Puck, a strong-looking lefty, a, a Jesus Luzardo, a really electric-looking Young pitcher as well. So I don't think they're going anywhere. Uh, whether or not they can overtake the Astros, not really sure. I mean, that's that's what's going to be so fun about the season. I certainly think the Angels have improved a ton with Anthony Rendon. Uh, Jock Peterson trade may go through in the next day or so. Uh, but their lineup with Otani back full healthy after uh, Tommy John surgery, they look really good too. Mariners probably lag behind for still another year or two. But uh, American League West, I think, is really strong. You know what the
2: strongest part about the American League West might actually be the road trips to Arlington these days. The new stadium going up, and we actually get a little bit of relief going into an air-conditioned booth for the first
3: time in our lives. I love it. Yeah, I mean, we'd go in there and uh – uh, it wasn't pretty how long you has that organization been good. around it's been around what 50 60 years yeah and they finally figured out to put a roof on that thing finally got a roof oh thank yeah, goodness with all the rain and the heat and all that and you stinking uh, <laughs> oh man you can, your, you can smell me from, from wearing two your boots away. suit after a three-hour oh. game uh, that wasn't pretty but uh, i'm looking forward to it yeah it looks like a really pretty stadium
2: yeah it's going to be a lot of fun the astros are going to be doing extremely well we're heading into spring training what are you heading down
3: Twenty uh, first day before the game start. The game start on the twenty second. Play the Nationals, and here we go.
2: That'll be outstanding. I'm looking forward to it. I will be down there the twenty February twenty fourth to the twenty eighth. I don't know how, but I figured out a pretty cush schedule as far as working three games in spring and saving all my efforts for the regular season. So thanks to Pluckers Wing Bar at fourteen hundred Shepherd Downtown Houston, and to our flagship station Sports Talk seven ninety KBME. Our studio engineer Bob Elliott and Boss Man Bolts. Tune in or stream us live next Thursday, February 13, as Todd Callis and Robert Ford host the next ex- in- installment of AstroLine presented by Carbock Brewing. This is your home for the Houston Astros baseball.
0: AstroLine. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 AstroLine, the Astros' official off-season show presented by Carbock Brewing Company. AstroLine. On Sports Talk
5: 790, home of the Strohs.